Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the A-Game Podcast, episode number two of the new season coming at you on a Sunday evening just after all the college basketball concluded. We have the Sweet 16 decided. It is all said and done, and now it is just about the future for these programs. Who prevails? St. Peter's shocked the world. Get into the Sweet 16. More on that coming up. I first want to thank you guys all for the followers, all for the support, all for the followers, <laughs> all for the follows, all for the support. I appreciate you all. We are at 196 followers on Instagram right now. The TikTok is starting up. I'm learning how to edit videos, doing a lot more research in that regard. I know it's going to blow up from there. So big things coming to you. Some things I just can't announce yet, but there's some things in the works that are going to be amazing. So just stay tuned for all of that. But I just want to thank you guys real quick. So I'm going to start with March Madness because that is on everybody's mind. We just concluded, as I said, we're on to the Sweet 16, and I want to go over all of the games so far. My bracket. I made a whole bracket video. Let's put To put it simply, it is busted. It is completely busted, but so is everyone's in the country, so it is not too bad. Um, so I'm going to go over the first round games first, and then I will go over um, the rest of them. All right, so in the first day, March Madness beat Gonzaga, beat up on Georgia State. Nothing really crazy there. All the big... Favorites won, uh, Tennessee, Baylor, Kansas, uh, Gonzaga. But the the one upset, as I said, was Kentucky, who was my pick to be the national champion. They lost to the St. Peter's Peacocks in New Jersey. Absolutely insane game. Uh, Oscar Schwebway, I think that's how you say it, on uh, Kentucky. He's one of my uh, favorite players in college. Had 30-16, and 16, but it wasn't enough to prevail over the Peacocks, Banks for St. Peter's had 27-4, and four, and they simply played better. Went to overtime. It was close the whole way. Just such a fun game to watch. But my national champion was out first round, so that was pretty bad. That messed up my whole bracket on that side. Um, Akron almost beat UCLA. Four-point game. Hawkes was the leading scorer uh, for UCLA. Um, and Akron, you know, they're always pretty scrappy. It seems ever since LeBron... Um, you know, since he's from there, it seemed, and he's, you know, funded that program a lot. It seems like they've gotten a ton better over the years. So that was pretty cool. Uh, the one upset everyone picked was South Dakota State over Providence. That didn't happen. Um, the Big East favorites ended up uh, beating South Dakota State by nine. Uh, Durham was the leading scorer for them. Then we had another upset. The Richmond Spiders beat my elite eight pick, Iowa Hawkeyes. Um Absolutely crazy there. Another upset. Gilliard for Richmond had 24. He was the best player on the court all game. Um, and Richmond just moved the ball really, really well. They played as a squad and they ended up prevailing. I saw this upset uh, picked by many, but I didn't I didn't think so. I thought Iowa was, was too dominant. I think Keegan Murray's the best player in college basketball. Um, but they simply didn't come to play. They didn't come to play and um, it showed. Um then we had Arkansas beating Vermont. That was pretty self-explanatory. St. Mary's crushed Indiana, which was a great sign. I love the Gales program over there. They've had a phenomenal season, and a lot of people were down on them coming into this game. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, they thought he was going to be too much, all this, and he definitely wasn't. They got destroyed. Um, then another game that went to overtime, Murray State beat San Francisco in overtime. One of the best performances I've seen, if not the, so far in college basketball, despite in a losing effort, was Bouye 
from San Francisco. He had 36 pulling up from the logo, step back, triples every single time. It was phenomenal to watch. It was super fun. Uh, but Murray State prevailed. You know, guards, uh, their guards kind of overpowered San Francisco in the end. And, um, yeah, ended up taking the victory. Then New Mexico State, they upset UConn. Another upset I did not pick. Um, Allen for uh, New Mexico State had 37 points. I think he had eight threes. It was just a clinic from him. I'm going to go through these a little faster now. Um, Memphis beat Boise State, which I picked. Um, Jalen Duran truly looks like a force on the defensive end. He's going to really succeed in the NBA with his stature as long as he can stay healthy. Um, Michigan beat Colorado State, something I picked. It's a quote-unquote upset, but Michigan is red hot. I, they were red hot coming into the tournament. They're the type of team with their pedigree that if they get in, they're going to be a threat, and they showed that once again. Um, North Carolina beat Marquette by 32 points. Absolutely ridiculous. They look great. Creighton beat San Diego State in overtime, something people didn't predict. So that was the end of day one. Then we had day two of the first round. Uh, where Arizona beat up on uh, Wright State, Villanova beat up on Delaware, Auburn beat up on Jacksonville State, Duke beat up on CSU Fullerton, Purdue beat up on Yale. So not many upsets at all. Colgate hung around with Wisconsin for a little bit. Miami ended up beating USC, something I predicted to happen. Uh, Texas beat Virginia Tech. A lot of people had the Hokies going far in their bracket. They did not. Um, Ohio State beat Loyola Chicago. The whole Sister Jean um, uh, Cinderella story that we see every year did not happen this year, even though I thought it would as well. Notre Dame beat Alabama. That really shocked me. Oh, Iowa State beat LSU. That really shocked me. Michigan State beat Davidson. Another shocker. And TCU demolished Seton Hall. So that brought us to day three of the tournament. That brought us to yesterday's action, the round of 32. And it was phenomenal, to say the least. Gonzaga and Memphis was one of the best games. It was the last game of the night. Timmy went off for 25 points and 14 rebounds. Um, Like I said, Williams was the top scorer for Memphis, but Dern looked so good, so dominant. He was body and shed in the paint. But Gonzaga looks like a possible title run could be in their future if Timmy's playing like he's playing. Um, I don't know who's going to stop him on Arkansas. You'll see in a a sec, Arkansas ended up making the uh, Sweet 16. I don't see anyone on Arkansas stopping him, so... That was insane. Um, so really happy for Timmy and the boys over there in, uh, in uh, Washington. So um, Kansas beat Creighton way closer than people thought. Uh, Kaluma on Creighton had 24 and 12. Kind of an unexpected performance. That was crazy. Then we had the biggest, mm, not the biggest, but a big upset of the day. North Carolina being number one seed Baylor, knocking them out of the tournament. RJ Davis, the guard for UNC with an absolutely complete game. 30 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Flagler for Baylor had 27-3, and three, but it just wasn't enough. This game went into overtime. North Carolina had a 25-point lead and blew it, but ended up still prevailing in the end. Another upset, Michigan beat Tennessee, something nobody saw coming. Hunter Dickinson looks unstoppable right now, so it's going to take a massive effort to stop him in the next round. An upset pick I had was St. Mary's over UCLA. This did not happen. UCLA looks like a potential title favorite. They looked really freaking good. Um, I love how they're looking defensively. They play UNC next round. It's going to be a battle. I think both teams could win the game. I genuinely, I don't even know who to pick. Right now, I'd probably pick UCLA, but it could go either way. Providence crushed Richmond. Richmond just kind of had that uh, that first round magic, but it didn't keep going. Uh, Arkansas beat New Mexico State and St. Peter's 
St. Peter's, the Peacocks, beat Murray State. The Cinderella of the tournament is headed to the Sweet 16. And then we had today's action. Today's action was super good. TCU versus Arizona. Um, I'm going to dive into this game a little more. I just finished watching it. This this is why the podcast is going to come a little later than normal. But Arizona tonight, I don't believe they deserve to win this game. It seemed that, so at the end of regulation, TCU guy clearly gets fouled. He's dribbling close to half court. It's clearly a blocking foul. They don't call it. There was a jump ball call in overtime that was a clear call. They don't call it. And I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I'm not a big refs or rigged guy at all. Never. But tonight it felt a little sketchy. TCU was rolling all game. They were up. Um, They were going to shock the world. Simply. And then the refs took it into their hands. And I don't like when refs take games into their hands. It really bothers me. But um, they unfortunately did that tonight. Uh, Coloco for... For Arizona is absolutely unstoppable, though. He had 28-12, and 12, so he looked great. I'm not um, getting mad at him or anything. I just thought that TCU deserved to win this game. They haven't been to the Sweet 16 in their school history. This was their chance. Would have been the biggest upset in school history. A one seed. Everyone's saying the best team in the tournament. This U of A team. One of the best we've ever seen. But no. They had to put it in their hands. And I really don't like that. So, Arizona prevails... There, moving on to the next round, they will play Houston, and that will be a phenomenal game. Uh, Villanova beat Ohio State. I didn't expect anything less, uh, honestly. Villanova is just a better team. Villanova is a massive threat. Everybody thought Villanova was going to be playing somebody they're not. So they're going to have a way easier matchup going into the second round. I believe they play Miami, but I'm not too sure. Uh, Miami. Speaking of Miami, they upset number two Auburn with essentially the best prospect for the NBA, Jabari Smith. They beat him by 18. It was pretty handled. They handled him uh, pretty easily. Jabari Smith had 10 points, 15 rebounds, four assists. He looked really dominant. Uh, McGusty for Miami. Sorry, really hard to pronounce that last name. He had 26 and four. So that was interesting as well. Um, I love the way Miami shoots the ball. When they're on shooting, they're really hard to beat. I said this going in on my uh, first live video for for the tournament. So it didn't shock me in the least. Uh, Duke, Palo Bancaro looks like insane. He's 6'10", and he handles the ball like a guard. They beat Michigan State. Michigan State was so close. Izzo and the boys were so close to ending Coach K's career. But he lives on. He will play at least one more game in the Sweet 16. Um Purdue beat Texas. It was close for a while, but Ivy hit some big shots late. Williams was the leading scorer for Purdue. They looked really freaking good. Um, they got a nice route to to the Final Four if, if they just play well. Uh, Texas beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame was hanging around also, but uh, just couldn't get by them. Um, Iowa State beat Wisconsin. One of the most fraudulent teams in the tournament was Wisconsin. They rely on Johnny Davis to score all their points. If he is not on, he only dropped 17 tonight. That is not enough for them to win uh, basketball games. They only put four, up 49 points total. They're just not a good team overall. They ended up dropping it. Um, Kalsker uh, for Iowa State had 22. He was their leading scorer. And then uh, Houston, they beat Illinois. Houston going in with Sasser going down of injury and, and some other um, key guys just not being able to uh, show up. They were uh, seen as not the team this year. 
they were seen as not making a run, but their defense and their coaching is propelling them to a very um, far, and I expect them to give Arizona a serious run for their money in the next round. I don't like this whole idea around Arizona is the best team in the tournament. They got really, really lucky tonight. Okay, and a lot of things had to go right for them to win. If Houston comes out with the same defensive mentality that we saw against Illinois, they're going to win that basketball game and go to the Elite Eight. So we have a couple days off. That was the last game of the slate. Uh, Moore had 21 for Houston. Coburn had 19 and 8 for the Illini. But just a really, really fun uh, week of college basketball so far. far. I've loved every minute. Um, If I were to give you a prediction... For the for the final, it's super, super tough. Um, I li- love the way Gonzaga looks. I think Kansas ends up making the final because of who they um, are scheduled to play, um, or at least the final four, because they're, they have to play uh, Providence next round, and then they either play Miami or Iowa State. So Kansas, if they just play their game, will be a final four team. I had them going to the final four initially. On the other side of the bracket in... Um, Teams who have been playing in San Diego, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis. I believe that is the South region. Uh, We got Michigan and Villanova. We saw this final matchup a few years ago when it was the Mo Wagner era and Colin Gillespie was just coming on the scene. This is going to be a super close game. Based off of how Michigan's playing, I think they win this game because I don't see somebody on Villanova guarding Hunter Dickinson. I don't see one dude stopping him. It's going to have to be a team effort to stop him offensively and on the rebounds. And then Arizona and Houston, that can go either way. So if I want to be honest, I could see Michigan making the Final Four uh, based off of how they've been playing. Um, but it's going to be it's gonna be any of those four teams could easily make it. That is what I'm trying to say. Um, Gonzaga plays Arkansas in the West, and uh, Texas Tech plays Duke. Texas Tech and Duke is going to be a fight. I don't know who's going to win it. I got to say Duke because of Coach K's pedigree. It's his last season. Um, I just I just don't see him losing this early. Then Gonzaga plays Arkansas. That could go either way. If I were to predict, I'd go Gonzaga-Duke, and I would have Gonzaga just edging them out. And then um, on the other side, I'm sorry I'm starting so much, looking at a lot of sports things, trying to comprehend it. Uh, we got UNC-UCLA. Like I said, right now I go UCLA, maybe UNC in a couple days. I don't know. Then Purdue versus St. Peter's. At some point, St. Peter's' luck has to run out. I think it runs out here. Purdue wins, and I could I see Purdue going to the Final Four as of now. So that's all I got for college basketball. Going to keep you updated. We got a couple days off. We got a couple days off to process, which has happened. But it's the best tournament in the world, and um, they showed it this weekend. I'm going to move on to the NBA. A lot going on. Uh, Steph Curry tore a ligament in his foot. He's going to be out till pro- probably the playoffs. I don't think this hurts the Warriors too much. Um, if he just comes back healthy, they will end up uh, making a finals run. But healthy, that is the key. Steph Curry hasn't played a full season for about four or five years. So it is it is concerning, but I think the Warriors will be just fine. Um, really interesting game tonight. Draymond got ejected. Um you know, Josh Richardson for the Spurs had about 25 points. I watched the whole game. It was super good. Uh, Spurs ended up prevailing after some weird calls late, but um, you you love the NBA. It's excitement every single night. Um, LeBron passed Carl Malone on the all-time scoring list. 
he is slowly and surely getting closer into my GOAT conversation. He's not there yet, but I'd say one more championship and one more one more finals MVP would put him over the top for me um, and make him the greatest basketball player of all time. I just can't say it yet because um, <clears throat> I think Jordan was too dominant in his era. Um, you know, he averaged 30 points a game. No one could really stop him in the finals. Um, you know, LeBron's lost six times in the finals, so... But there's arguments for both sides, but I'm not quite there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Um, Pacers look good with Tyrese Halliburton at the helm. Uh, Grizzlies, they continue to roll. Pelicans, they're looking a lot better with the McCollum addition. I can't. I hope Zion gets back at some point. Suns are the best team in basketball. The Jazz beat up on the Knicks. And the Celtics, Jason Tatum, is legit. I'm totally cool if you put him in your top 10. Uh, the Celtics beat the Nuggets by 20 tonight. So... Looking at the stand-ins, the East playoffs are super intriguing to me. I think it could go either way in every single matchup. Right now, the Heat are the one seed. Uh, they clinched their division. Um, we have the Bucks as the two seed. In my opinion, they're still the favorite to win the finals just because of how dominant Giannis is when it comes to uh, postseason basketball. Sixers are three seed. Celtics four, Bulls five, Cavs six. And then for the play-in, we have Raptors, Nets, Hornets, Hawks. And it looks like it's going to stay with those four teams. So right now it'd be Sixers, Cavs. That would be a, an absolute shootout. I bet the Sixers would win that one just because of Joel Embiid. I don't see anyone on the Cavs stopping Joel. Um, then we'd have Celtics, Bulls. That would go seven games. That would go seven games. Um, right now, I'd say the Celtics because of how good Tatum is. But but all these teams, they're three games back. Three and a half, three and a half. They're all so close you know, in a week, in two weeks, I could be talking about these standings completely differently. You know, the, these standings could um, cannot even be the same. So, But don't sleep on the Nets. Once Ben Simmons comes back, KD is arguably the best player in the world. Um, Seth Curry lights out. Kyrie, they're just super, super good. So they're going to be a threat. Um, then out west, we got the Suns. Like I said, best team in basketball right now. They're obviously the one seed. They're going to be the one seed. Grizzlies 2, uh, Warriors 3. Jazz four, Mavs five, T Wolves six, and then the plan would be Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Lakers. Um, if you're a Warrior fan right now, you are as happy as could be. Um, the Warriors don't want to be the three seed, but if you can somehow avoid the Nuggets in the first round, you want to do that at all costs. I've been saying this: the Nuggets in the first round are a scary matchup. You would much rather face the Timberwolves in a first round rather than the Nuggets because of how good Jokic is. And if Jamal Murray comes back and Michael Porter Jr. somehow comes back, that's going to be such a scary team. The T-Wolves, yeah, you have Cat, but I think they're a lot easier to beat as a whole, not as much depth. So you don't want to tank games. You don't want to be the three seed. You want to be as high, as high of a seed as possible. But if it comes to that, um, you want to avoid the Nuggets at all costs. So that's what we got I uh, can't believe the Lakers are still in the plan. That's ridiculous. The Spurs might even make the plan. They're uh, two and a half games back of the plan right now, and they're 28 and 44. So it's just ridiculous how bad the bottom half of the West is that the Pelicans, Lakers, and Clippers are even in the plan conversation is crazy to me. Um, but there's a big separation between the good teams and the bad teams. So that's what uh, I got as far as the NBA, but we're we're close to playoff time, so it's going to get a lot more interesting um, as the season progresses, moving on to the NFL 
Biggest news of the week, Deshaun Watson, you know, previously charged with sexual assaults, um, all these allegations. He is now a Cleveland Brown after the allegations are, um, most of them at least, passed. Getting paid $230 million over five years. An absolute payday for Deshaun. Um, happy for him. He is a top five QB if he comes back to what he was before. Uh, so good, so mobile, great arm talent. Um, the Browns are an interesting team for a lot of reasons. I, I don't get the idea of getting rid of Jarvis Landry if you're going to bring in Deshaun. I don't get the idea of getting rid of Odell if you're going to bring in Deshaun. And I know they didn't know they were going to bring in Deshaun at the time, but it, but it's really weird. It's weird. Their run game is phenomenal with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, you have Amari Cooper. You know, they have a lot of weapons. It's just, I don't know what their thinking is, essentially. The AFC North is up for grabs. I'm going to put that out there. You have the Ravens, Bengals, and Browns. The Steelers aren't going to win anything this year. Um, I don't think Trubisky is really that guy. I think he's a lot better than people think, but I don't think he's division-winning caliber quarterback. Right now, the favorite in the division should be the Browns. The Bengals are going to have a hard time replicating what they did last year in a sort of Cinderella season. I think they could, but it's hard for me to pick them to win a division. Um, the Browns right now look like the best team, but I, it's hard to, it's so hard. It's so hard to see. And then the Ravens, they could come out and they could play really well, um, next season if Lamar is healthy. So that division is crazy. Talking about crazy divisions, the AFC West now, Devontae Adams is a Las Vegas Raider. Aaron Rodgers, longtime counterpart out in Wisconsin is now in Vegas. Um, paired up with his old college teammate at Fresno State, Derek Carr, they're going to be super fun to watch. A lot of concerns for me, though, on their def- on the defensive end for the Raiders. I don't know how they stop Herbert, Mahomes, and Wilson all in the same division six times a year. I don't. Um, you have Crosby. You have uh, Chandler Jones, newly signed. But the secondary concerns me. It really does. Um, I don't know where they fit in. I, I don't know if they need another free agent for me to put them higher in the division standings. I don't think they make the playoffs this year, if that's what you're asking. Um, I I see the Chiefs still winning the division because Patrick Mahomes is the best QB in the NFL. Um, the Broncos are going to make the playoffs, and the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. So th- they're going to take up the two wild cards, Chiefs will in the division. That means the Raiders are out. That means the Raiders are done. Um, so I don't understand the Devontae Adams signing too much, but also... You got to contend at some point. You have a top 10, arguably quarterback, top 10 quarterback before Watson and Brady were back. Um, but Derek Carr is really, really good. And you have Renfro and you have Waller. So now pairing Devontae, that's a super solid offense, super solid. And then you have Edwards. So I will, I love the offense. I, I'm going to put that out there. I love the offense. But the defense concerns me, and I don't know how it fits in as the, as the season goes on. Uh, the Rams locked up Stafford uh, with a $160 million deal. Love that. I don't know where they get all their money. It's all L.A. teams, I guess you could say. Um, Titans got Robert Woods from the Rams uh, which for a sixth-round pick, which was ridiculous. The Browns added uh, Jacoby Brissett as Watson's backup. Love that move. Uh, Bengals signed an offensive lineman left or right. Alex Kappa, Collins from the Cowboys for three years. Um, Chargers got a deal with uh, Gerald Everett from the Seahawks, so they're making moves. Lots of things going on around the NFL, but those are the main ones. Those are the main ones, um, and the NFL draft is going to be coming up at the end of April. Can't wait 
to see. I'm going to drop a full mock draft uh, before that comes out, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, moving on to the MLB, I'm going to try to keep this segment a little shorter, but there were some big moves. Uh, Red Sox and Trevor Story just agreed to a deal. Uh, I think it's a little bit of an overpay considering how bad of his road, how bad his road splits are away from Coors Field. Uh, as anyone who follows baseball knows, uh, Coors Field is hitter friendly ballpark, um, and away from Coors Field, he's batting two twenty, not as much pop. That concerns me, right? I, I don't know if he's going to be the same dude away from Coors. Now, Red Sox ballpark is a really hit of hit hitter friendly ballpark. Pepper him off the monster all day long, as one of my favorite TikTok uh, accounts, Just Baseball Fans, uh, said. But yeah, it's um, it's a good move, I guess. I think it's a little bit of an overpay. Giants were looking at him, but they were never going to give him six years. So yeah, interesting. But uh, yeah, good for the Red Sox, um, I guess you could say. So Laird of the Marlins for a three-year $36 million deal. Love it. Uh, absolutely rakes, especially with the new DH in place. He'll fit, fill that void really w- well for them uh, in the NL East. Correa signed a massive deal with the Minnesota Twins. Didn't agree with it at first, but after thinking about it, I really like the deal. Um, you can trade him at the deadline if it doesn't work. You can get prospects back for him. Um, if he's going to go to you, you pay him the big bucks. Um, so, yeah, great job uh, for them. Um, Castellanos signed with the Phillies. Big deal over there, like I said, with the DH, um, he's going to fit in well there. He could play outfield, I guess, but he's really bad at it. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> um, Braves got Kenley Jansen in the bullpen. They're looking great. Um, you know, They're just trying to build off of a championship. Cubs signed Seiya Suzuki from Japan, one of the best Japanese power hitters. Otani-esque. Uh, Donaldson to uh, the Yankees on a deal, which I liked. Freddie Freeman is a Dodger. Don't even get me started about that. Um, they have infinite amount of money. That lineup is ridiculous, but they're super susceptible to getting raked because that starting pitching and bullpen is not that good. So I think that's going to be a concern for them unless they fix that issue. Uh, it's hard for me to pick them coming out of the NL with all the great teams. Um, the Rockies landed Chris Bryant. They overpaid him, but you know, it's totally cool. Uh, good for him. Now he's going to hit 30 home runs and hundred rubies a year playing in course. So that's what I got as far as all of the MLB is concerned. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., last thing, looks phenomenal. He hit one about 470 feet in his first spring training at bat. So that's all I got as far as the sports go for this week. It was a busy week. Podcast, about 26 minutes long, 27 minutes, uh, really productive. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Sunday night. This should be releasing Monday morning because it's pretty late and I want you guys to all enjoy it once it's out. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to go follow me on all platforms. If you haven't already, Instagram, TikTok, you know the drill. Appreciate you all. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will see you next Sunday. Love you all. Thank you. Bye-bye.